the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Check ASO is an analytical ASO platform that provides you with up-to-date data on keywords, competitors, ratings, and reviews. It also grades your ASO level and gives you custom tips on how to improve it. This way, you can increase your app page visibility, organic traffic, and installs with every update. Try it now for free for seven days at checkaso.io. That once again is checkaso.io. We all have developer horror stories from language barriers to bad code to developing on time. That's why I recommend using B7Dev com. They're affordable, fast, and more importantly, trustworthy. Go to b7dev.com. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com, the place you go when you want action-packed content related to helping you grow your app downloads, and more importantly, those revenues. And today, I've got a phenomenal guest. She was named Forbes under 30 under 30. Phenomenal. She is the, and we're going to talk all about word of mouth, which I'm fascinated by because obviously leads to the best type of customers. So for without further ado, let me introduce a guest. Her name is Emily Hawkman. She is the founder and CEO of Wellery, the anti-diet nutrition app on a mission to make personalized nutrition accessible for all. And the main benefit is you actually get to talk. So unlike these other diet apps, you actually get to chat with a real live nutritionist. Emily, did I explain that well? Welcome to the show. That was perfect. Hi, Steve. Thank you so much for having me today. Excited to be here. Emily, I want to start from the very beginning. Like, you know, I'm always fascinated by, because I was somebody who was always a side hustler, side entrepreneur, and it took me till I was in 33 to finally take that entrepreneurial <laughs> leap. Now, you're much younger, obviously. So what does your entrepreneurial journey look like, and how did you get the courage to start Wallery? Yeah, I, uh, by the way, I'll share with you. And then I, I too love hearing other founder stories. I'm like, who are the crazy people out there like us? Yeah. How did we get here? <laughs> um, so for me, I think it comes from a few places. Um, first, I'll share that three out of four of my grandparents are entrepreneurs. Both my parents are entrepreneurs. Wow. So in, in some way, it is actually the family business. Um, you know, having a nine to five job working for corporate America was actually a little bit of the unique uh, profession in my family. <laughs> so I, I definitely think from a very early age, business to me, my earliest understanding of business came from watching my parents and my, and my grandparents build businesses. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I think it's definitely part of who I am. And then the second part is how did I actually jump and why and when? Um, and that for me was a combination of personal experience and always wanting to get into the family business, if you will. Mm -hmm. So uh, when I was in college, I dieted like crazy. I was terrified of gaining the freshman 15 and, you know, looked at mass media and, and, and did what I was reading in the magazines, which was go on a diet. And there were so many diets out there. Name a diet. I've tried it. But unfortunately, at the tail end of about four years of dieting, I, I was left without any of the quote unquote guaranteed results. And I actually ended up very sick. So doctors prescribed me with a handful of different chronic illnesses and said, you know, take this medication and you'll be fine. And I said, wait a minute, I can't be right. Like there has to be a better solution. I was an athlete growing up. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I made some, some pretty big habit changes through dieting and no one was asking me, what was I eating? Why was I eating? How was I eating? It was just fast diagnoses. So instead of taking the medication, I dove headfirst into the health and wellness world really to answer the question, what is healthy? And for me, I found um, the school called the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, enrolled in that secondary school to classes on nights and weekends, became a certified health coach. That's and actually, awesome. through, thank you. And through those trainings and that information source, I was actually able to cure myself of every single potential chronic illness, utilizing the power of food as medicine and food as fuel. Wow. Yeah. So through that experience, really impactful, as you can imagine, took that paired it with, let's call it the family business, and became obsessed with this idea of how do we help as many people as possible understand the power of food? And so started to, as I'm sure anyone is listening as a founder, you know, you kind of start to float your ideas around Mm -hmm. um, and started to talk to as many people I knew and everyone had their own relationship with food, their own story, and nobody knew where to turn. You then start to look at, you know, the, the national landscape and amongst everything else going on in the world, we're currently also in a national nutrition crisis. Mm-hmm. No more than 161 million Americans suffer with a healthy relationship with food. 60% of Americans have a chronic illness. 80% of those 60% can be cured with diet. So how do we actually bring healthy eating to the forefront of conversation Um, And so I started to talk to other health coaches, other dietitians, and other nutritionists, those experts who could help, and found that they were struggling too, lacking innovation, lacking tools, lacking customer, lacking community. And so long story short, just became, you know, completely enamored with this idea of how do we help the hundreds of millions of Americans who are struggling with an unhealthy relationship with food, and how do we pair them with the hundreds of thousands of nutrition experts and providers who can help? And how do we do that in a way that's culturally relevant and built on technology so that we can scale and make impact? And so took that thesis, quit my, quit my job at a tech startup where I learned a lot about startup building and you know, poured that experience into this idea. And about two and a half years later, where we, we got to today. <laughs> yeah. So you're venture backed. You're basically. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we're a venture backed business. So we've raised $4.2 million to date. And uh, just closed our last round at the end of 2020. Congratulations. That's amazing. Thank you so much. It's been quite a, quite a lot. <laughs> Emily, I know you got, you know, over 600 health coaches within your app, nutritionists, dietitians all over the country. What came first for you? Was it trying to find, you know, was Wellery always a platform that you felt like, hey, I'm going to connect these nutritionists with people who can better themselves. And I completely agree with you. You know, I don't, I have some soreness. I'm like, how do I? fight this with the foods I take in rather than putting popping the Advil in my mouth. Cause I, when I was younger, I had rheumatoid arthritis and I was always mm. daily Advil, Advil, Advil. And I had some you know, prescription painkillers and I came sort of dependent on it. And then finally my dad was like, you got to stop. Like you just got to wean yourself off of it. And I finally slowly started weaning myself off of it. But I'm like, now like, I'm like, all right, turmeric, like what else do I need in my body to help with some of the swellness? Well, let me just say, by the way, congratulations on that learning and and my hat's off to you because making that behavior change yourself. So, you know, weaning yourself off of medication alone is really tough, really, really tough. So I give you so much credit and so much kudos to you because that's not easy. Um, And that's actually a lot of what we solve for, which is, you know, human psychology suggests you're 95% more likely to hit your goals simply by teaming up with someone. 
Mm-hmm. And so at Wellery, we actually match you. We pair you with what we call a Wellerist, which is either a certified health coach, a licensed nutritionist, or a registered dietitian. And you work one-on-one with your Wellerist to actually create a habit plan for you that's catered to your goals, providing you with education, content, recipes, ingredient recommendations, all of these things. And most importantly, daily human support to help you hit your goals. And so that would not just be, you know, how do we, how do we think about behavior change, but what are also the tools, the resources, the content, the ingredients, and the recipes to support that all personalized to you and you alone. That's awesome. And then were you able to, when you started the Zap journey, were you like, hey, let's build this platform first, let's find these, I'm sure they happen concurrently, but like, were you yeah. building, were you building out this network of health coaches and how, how did you go about building that network? Yeah. You know, as a managed marketplace, which is what I categorize us as, yeah. it's a constant just weighing of the two sides, right? As supply grows, demand grows, as demand grows, supply goes. So we're, we're constantly balancing that. Um, when I started though, I would probably, you know, if I had to think back the day one, I made sure we had health coaches around the table or nutritionist dietitians because we couldn't provide an, an experience unless you had the supply. So we started there. And then what I'm really proud of is we actually have a network of over 750 nutrition experts and growing, and that has all been word of mouth. So we've never put a dollar behind supply growth. um, And that really goes to validate the pain points on the nutrition market, which is there is very little, very few rather companies, SaaS tools, products, platforms, brands that are actually giving nutritionists and dietitians and health coaches the tools and support they need to do their job at scale while also providing them with the community and effectively the know-how to do their job. So that was definitely where we started first. And then once we had our first couple of health coaches and had kind of figured out, you know, what happens once we match you with a client, we then went after our first couple of clients. I know something that's working really well for you is word of mouth. Can you talk a little Mm -hmm. bit about your word of mouth campaigns? Yeah. Yeah. So word of mouth has actually been really powerful for us on both sides of the marketplace. So supply and demand, Mm. as mentioned for supply, you know, once we got a few health coaches or nutritionists on, they then went back to their networks, their groups, which are a ton of Facebook groups and said, you know, Hey, I just got a job at Wellery. You should all join. And so that has been a really powerful growth channel for us. And then on the demand side, there's actually virality and conversation uh, topics built into the nature of our product. So very quickly, when you sign up for Wellery, you download the app, you create a profile, you match with your Wellerist, and then you're prompted to take a picture of everything you're eating. So we're actually, we like to call it, it's food tracking 2.0. Instead of spending, you know, five minutes per meal logging your food, you can actually just simply take a photo and share it. So snap, share, close methodology. And what that does for word of mouth is all of a sudden you're at dinner and you take a quick you know, fo- photo of your food and someone says to you, you know, what are you posting that on Instagram? And you say, no, not at all. I'm actually sending it to my Wellerist, my nutrition coach. Mm. And someone goes, oh, what's that? I want one. Let me learn more. And so that has been a really powerful tool for word of mouth because the nature of photo sharing, which is a huge part of our, our users' experience, comes up in conversation and, you know, really causes this word of mouth machine uh, to unfold. And then does just your, your coach, your Wellery, Wellerus, is that what you call it? Yes, a Wellerist. Wellerist. Does, did your coach kind of see that and kind of make recommendations based off what she's seen, what he or she's seen yeah. with what you're eating? Yes, exactly. So 
Um, we build very personalized plans. So depending on your goal, let's say your goal is weight loss, which is 65% of our customers' goals. Yeah. We, will, we will spend the first five days assessing your meals effectively. So you're taking a photo of everything you're eating. We're doing a full assessment of what are you eating, how much protein, how much sugar, how much packaged food versus real food. And then we create and recommend weekly habits for you. So something could be like, you know, you need to add protein to your breakfast and then we'll provide you with recommended recipes that include protein in breakfast or products that you can include in your breakfast. And we build that off of a meal by meal approach. So we make sure you know how and why and what to eat for breakfast. Then we move on to lunch, then dinner, snacks, meditation, wellness, self-care, et cetera. That's awesome. That's awesome. Are you doing anything else when it comes to word of mouth? The other thing I would say uh, is referral has been really strong for us. So, so actually incentivizing customers through a referral program. So if you sign, if you share a Wellery with a friend using your customer referral code, um, your friend gets a percentage off and you get a percentage off. And, you know, just that, that rewarding of customers, uh, our, our members respond really well to as well. Emily, you know, I, I love talking about word of mouth because I think one of the things that I hear a lot about with people is, hey, Steve, how do I make my app go viral? You know, like, how do, I, how do I get more people to share about my app? And I'm like, well, one, I feel like you always have to build a good app. And I know it's like, oh, duh, like Captain Obvious here. But I'm like, I, but I feel like they missed that. It's like, did you build a good experience that people love that they want to share? And like, what are you doing within the app to incentivize them to share as well? Because, you know, we all love certain apps, but are we willing to share all the apps that we're using? You know, like there's a certain emotion, I think, that ties with us actually sharing an app that we absolutely love. Yeah. You know, one of my biggest learnings actually in building has been to master the loved experience. So really get specific on if one customer goes through your app, can they walk away and say, I love that? And if yes, great, now scale. And if no, keep figuring it out until you've hit that 10 out of 10 experience because you want, at least for us, we want everyone to love our experience. So we've been spending a lot of time, especially in the earliest days, just figuring out, you know, how do we build that five-star user experience so that we can scale and we can create word of mouth because if you do it right, everyone loves it and everyone will share. But I think it really comes from spending the time to do it in a very narrowed, focused way first. How are you guys gathering, gathering that data to make sure that you have this love experience? We do a ton of customer QA. We do a ton of product QA. Very simply, myself and my co-founder, who's our chief product officer, are constantly in communication with both our Wellerists as well as our clients. So we have feedback loops built into the product. We quite honestly just send out personal emails to a ton of clients saying, you know, hi, it's me, Emily Hawkman, CEO and founder of Wellery. You've been on Wellery for five weeks. How's it going? What can we do better for you? What do you like? What do you not like? So we're super hands-on in that regard, but that's really how we generate the most amount of learnings. Are you using your own personal email, Emily? Oh yeah, I okay. do. <laughs> you know, I always get these founder emails, hey, it's Emily or Dan. And I'm like, but it says hi at company.com. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I keep getting recommendations. We've had a, a few marketers say to me, you really need to not use your personal email anymore, especially as we scale. But mm -hmm. I think it's important. I am, um, we, you know, I have this, this line that I put in a lot of emails, which is, you know, please email me back. I actually do read every email in my inbox and I deeply do mean that, which is I really do read every email. And so if it's from a customer, I'll always respond. Emily, I do that too. And you'll be surprised at like how many people are like, 
they're just emailing just to see if you reply, right? Yes. Like I've gotten those too. And I'm like, look, reply to me. I honestly will read this and they'll reply and just, hey, Steve, just just saying hi because you said you do it. And I, yeah. I say hi back. They're like, cool. I didn't think you, I would talk to a real person. I'm like, yeah, man, like this is my email. I love that. I've gotten a few of those too where someone would be like, wow, I didn't think you'd actually respond to me. <laughs> like I said I would. <laughs> Keep my word. It's so easy to please people, I feel like. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a good win. <laughs> well, on the paid ad sides of things, what are you guys doing there? Yeah, so paid has been, you know, really successful for us, you know, in the, in the world. Oh, thank you. Hard, but, but successful. Um, you know, in the world that we operate in, which is, let's call it the diet culture, just ecosystem, you do have to pay to play. You know, it'd be, it'd be unrealistic, I think, to say if, if we didn't at least dabble a bit, but paid has been successful for us. Um, and then the, the, the channel for acquisition that's been really exciting is actually TikTok. So we've been growing like crazy on TikTok in the last like eight weeks, we're at almost a million views. So we went from zero to a million pretty fast. And that has been one of these channels that is, I think if you can do it right, you can grow pretty quickly and see some really incredible conversion efforts as well as community efforts. So TikTok has been a really interesting new learning for us that, um, that I think is pretty exciting. What's working well over there? You know, TikTok, the more and more I learn about it, they just have this incredible algorithm that puts the right content in front of the right person. So whereas on Facebook, you have to pay for a lot of those efforts, TikTok mm -hmm. does it for you. And that's, that's pretty incredible. What kind of content have you guys find, found work pretty well? You know, you don't have to reveal all your secrets, Emily, but- I'll, No, 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 I'll, that's oh. it. <laughs> so, no, 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 I'm, I'm happy to share. Um, so we're very focused right now on edutainment, which mm -hmm. is how do we uh, educate and share effectively just content marketing strategies, but done in video form. And what that actually allows us to do is A, humanize the brand and, and B, put different faces behind it. So we have wellers who talk and share like food swap exercises, like here's different ingredients that you can swap. Those are a big win. It allows us to introduce wellers. So instead of, you know, writing that in a paragraph, it allows us to show it. It allows us to show our product experience. So, you know, a lot of what Wellery does, we're, we're, we're building a new program, a new way of life, a new way of thinking. We're changing behavior habits. And that's uh, hard sometimes to say in three sentences. So TikTok allows us to visually show it. And I think that's much easier to understand. Yeah. One of the, I'm watching the video right here. I think it's you, Emily. I'm not sure, but it's Healthy Food Swaps. It's got 74,000 views already. Oh, yeah. No, that one's not me. That's one okay. of our wellness. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. How did you yeah, guys come up with the content strategy? Like what are you like, Hey, let's do healthy food swaps or was it just, did you guys I mean, brainstorm a lot of content ideas? We did. Um, I feel very fortunate to have um, someone on our team who, who runs our TikTok, and she's just one, one of the smartest marketers I've ever met. And, mm -hmm. um, and she knows TikTok well. So she was, you know, uh, I, I lean a lot on my team for what, for what to do best. They are a lot smarter than me. So, you know, she just knew what, what type of content would work. And, and also we do a lot of testing to figure out, you know, not every video is at over a hundred thousand views. Some are a few thousand. So we just are constantly testing to figure out what's going to land. You know, I did one TikTok and it was like, people were just saying, Hey, I'm like, I don't know if my audience is on TikTok. And I kept to saying these things and I put one up and it got like one, two views. And I was like, yeah. F this. I'm not doing this anymore. But I think you, you kind of have to just do it, right? Like, it's not like you're going to take off, like, right off the bat. 
yes, you have to just do it. You have to put yourself out there and you just have to stay relentless in content yeah. production has been my learning. Yeah. Yeah. And I just was like, Oh, can I talk marketing on this? Like, I don't get it. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I need to be surrounded like more by your young people like yourself. I'm like, ah, you guys got to tell me what to do. You know, I, I say the same, which is we're actually not that far in age. Um, and I surround myself a lot with younger twenties. Uh, <laughs> like what is Gen Z doing? Tell yeah. me more. I know a big thing that I've been trying to get to talk about a lot more is just retention. Like you don't have a business if people are not staying and on Absolutely. your app because people are going to churn. What do you guys, what have you seen work well on the retention front? Yeah. So, so, uh, first is I completely agree, which is retention is key. If you can have someone stay with you for months and months and months, like that's a real business. Um, you know, you don't want to burn and churn, which is what we're avoiding, obviously. Right. So for us, what I would actually say the biggest insight for us has been because we create healthy relationships with food via a relationship with someone that has actually been a powerful tool itself for retention. Meaning very specifically, you get to know your wellerist. It's a real person. You build a relationship with them. You're speaking with them or, you know, chatting with them every day. And so we have built this mechanism that allows our customers to hit their goals. So let's say you've lost the 20 pounds that you're looking to, to lose. Mm -hmm. And that success has been built on an emotional connection of having a support system with you, which is your wellerist. And so you go through this experience where you say, wow, I feel the best I've ever felt. I look the best I've ever looked. That's a big part in things to my wellerist and my wellery team. I never want to go back to where I was. So that, that emotional connection with someone ends up being a really powerful tool for retention because we can, we can continue to keep our customers happy through giving them the support they need. Do you see that people, once they hit their goals, they still stay on Wellery or is it like a, a dating app? Hey, I'm married now. I'm going to get off of this thing. We're definitely still learning. I would say there's a handful of, of customers who, of, you know, who come through membership and go through the dating app experience, which is hit my goals, don't need it. Mm -hmm. But there's a larger percentage of members who come through the experience and go through the, wow, I'm hitting my goals. I want to maintain my goals and go into more of a maintenance model, but stay within the Wellery ecosystem and community. Well, I, you know, I, I would have thought too, that maybe some are like, all right, what's next? You know, yes. for me, like, I, I think I shared during our first call, like I've been a vegan for two plus years now, but then it was because my wife was like, Hey, I'm going to be, she was a pescatarian before. So I was like, let me try this vegetarian thing. So I tried it for a month and I don't think I could have easily, cause I, it was a pretty easy transition for me. I did it for a month and I was like, that's not too bad. And then I went back to eating like normally, I guess, <laughs> eating meat. Yeah. And then she's like, Hey, let's go vegan. I'm like, okay, I'm on. Like, cause I didn't think that being vegetarian was that hard. So like, I don't, now I'm like, what's next? You know, like, I don't want to take medicine for some of the soreness that I feel like, how do I level up my nutrition and yeah. really understand? Yep. And a lot of that comes, um, with our members too. So, you know, the, the really exciting thing for me, I think about building in the health world, um, and this relates to retention is that your health is always changing, mm -hmm. change seasonally, you know, 75% of our member base is, is female. And so for women, you can go through a lot of different life stages, especially as we target the millennial generation, which is, you know, I, I always share the story of one of our customers, Lauren has been with us for 18 months and she started with us as effectively pre-diabetic with polycystic ovarian syndrome with a boyfriend 
fast forward 18 months, she got engaged, she got married, she lost about 30 pounds, she's no longer diabetic, she's off her PCOS medication, and she's expecting her first child. And so all of those life moments also come with a variety of different health needs, body changes, goals, habits, body reactions. And so we're there to support you throughout that whole journey and beyond. That's amazing. I love that. Hey, one thing I want to hit back on, Emily, is the TikTok stuff. Are you guys, is it all organic growth or are you guys doing any type of ads on TikTok? All organic. No, we have not started advertising on TikTok yet. And then are you sort of, is the early measurement just views and engagement or are you guys starting to track like downloads? Yes. So, so view, you know, the first, I would say month we spent on TikTok was all about brand building. Like let's start to build community. And now as we progress on TikTok as a platform, it's really starting to look at conversion and leads. Can someone watch a TikTok, learn more about us, you know, click link in bio to learn more and become a customer. I see. One interesting conversation that I had last week, and I'll just say last week because on the podcast episode, it's 841 with Joyce Shulman. And she was talking about how her app is doing really well. She targets women and it's helping women get healthier by walking. And so it's a walking app. But she was saying like the web, she's get the traffic that she gets through the web. And when she does ads and they send them to a landing page through the web, it actually outperforms when they send users directly into the app. Have you noticed any type of things like this? A hundred percent. Yes, we are we are spending a lot of our time optimizing for web traffic instead of app traffic as well. Interesting. That is so interesting to me because, you know, like, and I, and I mentioned that I wanted to bring that up because I do think with the, with an app like yours with Wellery, it's like, I want to know a little bit more, right? Like, and I don't think we can tell the full story just within the app store presence. Agreed. And and I think that's, you know, the, the thing about the app store presence is the assumption is that someone is already in the app store looking around, Mm -hmm. which I will say as a consumer, I've never done that in my life. Like I've never just opened the app store and said, let me see what app I should download. And so with, with a targeted ad via web, we're able to get in front of you and then tell the story to then click a link to download the app, Mm -hmm. which, which you're limited to doing that. If you're just, if you're just telling that story in the app store alone. And I know you guys have a like an onboarding sequence, a welcome flow that asks for a bunch of different information before matching me with a Willerus. And so yeah. can you talk about some of the, I don't know if you have any data or insights that you can share with what's worked the best. Like, is it too long, too short? What's the right amount of questions to ask? Yeah, um, we've done a lot of testing. I don't know if we definitely have a one size fits all solution, but what I will say that we've seen because we see really strong conversion on our Webflow, um, actually Webflow as well as in-app flow, which is effectively a, a profile builder, is the more personalized, the better. So every piece of data that we collect, we tell the potential customer why we're collecting that data point. Here's how we're going to use it. Here's how it's valuable. So I think we're really creating a safe space for customers to share their information because they know why they're sharing that information, which is important to us, as opposed to, you know, a form that says like, just tell us everything, but we're not actually telling you why we need that information. So, so that has been, I think, a really key insight for us, which is bring your customers along the journey with you, ask the questions and make sure they have the context for why. Got it. You have an example? 
Um, you know, when we collect dietary preferences, for example, in our profile, where, you know, we are telling you we're going to use the dietary preferences to create custom personalized recommended recipes for you. So if you're allergic to dairy, we don't want to serve you with, you know, dairy recipes. So, mm -hmm. so being very specific about why you're, why we're asking those questions and, and how we'll, we'll, uh, collect that data and what we'll do with it. I got an example as I'm going through the flow too. This is just the third question. So you guys can see early on here at Willery, we're about building healthier relationships. What's your relationship with food over mm -hmm. it? Just by giving up, it's complicated, pretty good. Room for improvement on point. I'm here to optimize. So I like that. Are you guys, did you guys build this internally? Or are you using, I like to hack different tools together because I'm so cheap that way, Emily. But are you yes. guys, did you guys build this inter internally? Um, uh, day one, we built pretty uh, uh, hacky, uh, as we've evolved as a business, we do build internally, nice. but I will, I do have to give a shout out to um, a dear friend of mine who helped us build the first version, which is if anyone's looking for custom profiling, check out formsort.com, F-O-R-T-S-O-R-T.com. They are the best, best, best custom quiz builders. I like that form sort. I'm going to check that out. I'm using Typeform for some of my stuff, and but you know what? You got me thinking about a lot more because I get this question a lot too when I'm working with clients like Steve what should I what should I pick like what plan should I pick and I'm just like I, partly is like well what do you need most help on but then like if I ask them the right amount of questions I'd be like well here this is probably the best one for you versus mm -hmm. anything else and they're, they're they're asking me they want to pay me they're just like what which one should I pick I want to pay you, but where, which one should I pick? So I feel like this type of flow does a great job in one, learning about your customer and then two, you know, giving them the right plan to pick too. Thank you. Yes, we, um, we hope so. That's, you know, the goal is, is to never trick and to always be transparent and, mm -hmm. you know, make sure our customers have all the information they need to make a decision, especially a buying decision. Now I got to ask you, are you doing anything from the people who drop off? Let's say I sign up, you got my email address but I don't become a Wellery customer. Yeah, we're very focused actually this month specifically on um, email engagement. So how do we re-engage with you? How do we bring you back? How do we educate you? Like a lot of the emails we're sending are, why did we miss you? Here's how we're gonna personalize an experience for you. What are your goals? Here's how the product experience works. So we do a lot of trying to re-educate and re-engage through, through email series. Hmm. Anything you found be most successful? You know, I wish I could, but in, in, in full transparency, we're still figuring that part out. <laughs> no, that's fair. You know, we, we, we helped one client with this and I think I can share this a little bit without revealing too much, but essentially he had a bunch of flows and I loved it, right? Like he had certain flows where it was just a new customer, did not sign up for anything, customer who signed up for a trial, but then the one focus, the one thing that we did focus on, and I think you guys probably don't need help on this, but essentially getting somebody that did sign up for a trial, making sure they're using the app. And then we're yeah. like, hey, some of the things we found to be the most effective was like, hey, here's our most popular content. And then just linking them to that, obviously links into the app, but then that got them to work out. And it's like, hey, here's our most popular. You can do this in another 15 minutes. And once we found out that we can get them to work out, then we knew they were going to be that trial was going to ultimately be a paid customer. And so we saw really good, like 2X, the workout completion after we revamped the whole flow. That's a great idea. You actually made me think I can share one thing that has been working for us. Sure. And you were just made me think of it is discounting. So we do offer a ton of trials, so like two weeks free, 50% off, you know, like 
we want to do good for you, so give us a try. And that has been um, powerful in, in getting people over the paywall. That's probably our biggest drop off. You know, I wish Apple would make it, make it easier for us to do that, but we can't. Um, we have to do it through the web. To do I know, you and me both. Yeah. yeah, such a bummer. I know. Emily, anything I missed that you want to make sure we, we hit on before we hit the big finish? Um, I think that was, that was it. Yeah, those were all the, the, you know, the hot topics. I would say if there's anyone listening out there and they're interested in signing up for Wellery, use promo code BFF at checkout for two weeks free on your first month. I love that code, BFF, <laughs> fun code. I always call everybody friends, Emily. Like my, I'll be talking to my friends and they're, the, they're like clients or whatever and, or just somebody that's in the community. I'll be like, oh yeah, my friend, but my friend, my friend. So, so I like that BFF code because I live by that too. We, yeah, we feel the same way. I'm like, anyone who even touches Wallery is a best friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> I love, oh, actually, one last thing. The investment stuff. That's amazing for 4 million plus. You know, any tips that you can provide? Any insight on your fundraising journey? Yes. Uh, so many learnings, you know, we, so you, you just go through fundraising so fast. You learn so much. But there's again, um, for anyone who is trying to raise, I think the biggest learning or, or my, my best recommendation is be very, very clear on the problem that you're solving for and how your solution maps to that problem and then why you're the best team to do it. I think just making sure that linear story is super clear and then the second thing or I'll, I'll share three the second thing is network 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 there's so much about fundraising and the venture capital community that it's really important to get instructions from other founders from people you know so you know don't be afraid to put yourself out there i would recommend not cold intros but try to get as many warm intros as you can and then the third is have a a um unmatched relentless belief in yourself no matter what that it doesn't matter how many no's you get you are going to build a hundred billion dollar business and make sure you truly believe that before you uh, hit the market all right i've got a couple of personal questions so i'll make i'm gonna hit it on the big finish so emily this has been absolutely amazing but let's go to the big finish emily besides wellery give us an app that we should definitely check out Highly recommend Sanctuary. It's an astrology app and I am the biggest astrology fan. You know what? I love reading it every day too. Like, yeah. <laughs> what sign are you? I was just going to ask you. I'm a, I'm a double Pisces. What double. about you? Where's, what, what month is Pisces? I think my daughter's a Pisces. I'm a and, Aries. Oh, so, well, I'm, um, I'm. What's your birthday? End okay. of, well, Pisces is end of February, early, early March. Yeah. Okay. She's a Pisces too. <laughs> Yeah, so are you end of March, early April? No, I'm mid-April. I'm at the end of the Aries season. Oh, you're at the end of the Aries. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. So you're, just, you're probably just like my daughter then. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she's wonderful. <laughs> she is. So empathetic, like the kindest human being you'll ever meet. I, I always tell her she's the kindest person in our family. Like you'll never meet Aww. a more thoughtful, empathetic person. Oh, that's so nice. So if Sounds it's like a true Pisces. Yeah, if it's a Pisces mold. <laughs> What's a lesson it could be business or personal that took you the longest to learn? Say no, and that's okay. If you have the power to say no, protect your time. And it's really important to protect yourself. So say no more. Say no more than you already do. <laughs> Love it. And personal question for me. 
I've, I've always wanted to become like a nutritionist or and I don't know what the difference between the health coach, nutritionist, dietitian, but was it difficult being a certified health coach? You know, it, it, it's, it's not that hard. So I'll, I'll quickly touch on differences between licensed nutritionists, registered dietitians, and certified health coaches. A lot comes down to years of schooling, number of exams to sit for. So um, there's different tiers effectively that you can go through. If you wanted to become a certified health coach, you could go to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, uh, for example, which is where I went and take classes nights and weekends is predominantly an online program. So there are solutions out there that do make it easier. Um, but if you wanted to go, you know, become an RD, that's a much longer process. So it really depends on your end goal. Yeah, I just want to know what foods to eat versus like what not <laughs> for like certain certain health reasons, you know, like what oops. I would say just sign it. Save yourself the year and just sign up for Wellery and ask your Wellers those questions. <laughs> That's already been on my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Use promo code BFF exactly. and just sign up. <laughs> exactly. And then save the, yourself the time and energy. The last Spend personal, it with your family instead. <laughs> the last personal question I wanted to ask you was did your parents like actually say don't work for a company? Start your own thing. Did they encourage you starting your own company? No, actually, it's okay. funny. I was hesitating because I, I don't think I've ever gotten that question. Um, I don't, you know, my, what I would say is my parents are not really the parents to say what to do mm -hmm. ever. They never really said do this. And they also never really said don't do that. They take the approach more of we'll support you in where you're, what you're thinking. So, you know, when I was graduating college, it was not, it was never like don't take this job and do take that job. It was a lot more of, you know, what are the options and, and what are you most excited about? So I don't think, I don't think it was really their parenting style to ever push one way or the other. I love it. Okay. I'm just asking as a parent myself, I'm just like, yeah. you know, we're, my wife and I are both entrepreneurs and it's just like, mm. we try to push our kids towards like trying to build their own thing, but never being, then finding the right balance of being like, I don't mind if they find a job, but I'm like, you know, I want you to build these skills because I feel like once you can build a business on your own, you can get any job. You can do anything. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That. I will say one of the things that my parents really instilled in us, and, and I'm not a parent yet, but I think about this a lot, um, is my parents did push on problem solving skills. Mm -hmm. So if you had a problem, you did have to figure it out. And how do you figure out that? And what are the tools you need to figure out the problem? So you know, problem solving was a big conversation in the Hawkman family household. Nice. Not, you know, my parents may be, and I would put that towards the career side too, right? Which is you have a problem or just, you know, what is your next career move? How do you solve for that versus here's the solution to do it? You know, you have to figure out how to problem solve your way through career passing, job opportunities, et cetera. I love it. I love it. I should always just like have the show be, Okay, we're gonna talk all about business the first half. Second half, we're gonna talk about all the, I like this stuff. Like I like the first yeah, stuff a lot more. Emily, thank you so much for doing this. The app, if you guys are still around, which I'm sure you are, is called Wellery. Go check it out. Wellery within both app stores or wellery.com. All that is linked up to the show notes. And Emily, if the audience wants to connect with you personally in any other way, do you wanna send them anywhere else? Feel free to email me if you're still listening. I do read every email. <laughs> so that's uh, Emily at wellery.com. Or you can follow me on Instagram at, at Evie Hawkman, H-O-C-H-M-A-N. Okay. I will link Emily's name to her Instagram as well so you can follow her there. Emily, thank you so much for taking the time and doing this.
And Steve, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure to chat with you again. <laughs> yeah. Thank you all for listening. I'll see you on the next chat. Want to increase your downloads and revenue? Check out our new ASO Master Service where we help you with ASO, optimizing your revenue, and we'll even manage your Apple search ads and Google ads. Learn more at asomasters.com. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.